Thank you for tuning in to the Her Royal Roots podcast station. We are currently in a series titled, A Wise Woman Builds Her House. Lessons are taught by Holda Dawid, or a special guest bringing insight to the Hebraic understanding of what it means to be a wife, mother, or a woman in a Hebraic community. All of the insight we give is through a scriptural, cultural, or bio-agricultural understanding of the times in which the scriptures were written. By listening, you will be tuning into a live recording of the session. We are so thankful that you chose to join us. We hope that you are blessed. Shalom. Royalty. Royalty. Powers of the chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a light, trying to find the truth. Hopefully this works, because I've never used this thing before. Okay, so I'm recording on both. <clears throat> All right, let's pull this out and let's go through um, what we have this week that's a little bit different. So we're going to look at the outline. Mm-hmm. If this is your first time here. And anybody else that's going to be listening on podcasts later. Um, do not get intimidated by these things, because I explain everything. And there are a lot of word pictures, and everybody understands word pictures, so... It's like stick figure writing, um, once it's explained, so it doesn't, it's not too crazy. Okay, so on this one we have the outline, and this is just the stuff we're gonna cover. So this is the first page of the little packet. And um, so we're gonna cover all of these things one by one. I'll go over them when we get to that part. On the second page, um, I put a mechanical translation. So. What we've been dealing with lately is that when the Bible is translated in English, obviously anytime you translate something, you lose some of the meaning because some words don't translate over the same or the culture of the people is different. So how they view something is different than how we might view it in our culture. And so if a person is, let's say European, who had no contact with people who were of the Bible, then they would explain it like how they do a king so when you think king you think castle and crowns and queen victoria and actually it's more like tribes and really really brown skinned people and tents <laughs> you know like completely different close quarters you weren't like going up to the king who are you why are you coming here was more like um is he in his tent like completely different vibe it was family so the mechanical translation pretty much allows you to do that allows you to see where those things could have been changed so it explains it very loosely on one side and then it gives you how the person would translate it if they were trying to explain it to an english-speaking person but still allows you to do it for yourself in english on the other side so we have those two and then on the last two pages i took copies of these books because not everybody has one but one is a lexicon. It's the same thing like you have in English. If you don't know an English word, you go look it up and you see what the original meaning was. It was from the Latin and the root was this and it has a pre and a this. So it's the same thing but for Hebrew, which is the language the Bible is written in. And then this one gives you all the verses, like the first time a word was used, what its actual meaning was. Because when, a, when people explain stuff 
to you, it's based upon their knowledge base and not necessarily based upon what the writer was thinking. And so if I say um, she was turned into a pillar of salt, my mind is like, oh, a pillar of salt. Just like if somebody came back and heard me and I said, oh, that's cool. They're like, it must have been a cool day. No, I was saying that was like really nice. So understanding the language and how it's used and the terms. So this helps with that. So they'll say, okay, this verse relates to this verse. So in one verse, it might say, and he walked in the cool of the day. And another verse might say, and this, this, and you're like, oh. So that's how that means in the whole context of Bible and not just how I feel. So I copy a couple of pages from here and put them in here so that, you know, I'm not just pulling this stuff out of thin air. Because I have a tendency to do that sometimes. So that's why I do this. Okay, so um, just a little brief overview. We've gone through pretty much the whole first three chapters of Genesis pretty much to set a foundation for form and function and how things are supposed to work. What is form and function? What do you intend for humans and how are they supposed to act and how are they supposed to live? And then what happens after the fall and then how that pretty much changes everything. So we're actually at the last part and we're dealing with the fall, duality, and I'll explain all these things, and responsibility. So last week we dealt with... um, Adam and Eve, and how the woman was beguiled, and we dealt with what these words mean, and there's podcasts, you can always go back and listen and catch up, and so it meant that she had her truth account debited, which means I was, my account was full, somebody wrote me a bad check and said, here, put this in your account, give me, you know, 1500 and you keep the rest, but then the whole check was bad, now I'm on E, yeah, <laughs> and pretty much what happened, and so now it's like, okay, well, dang, and now I gotta tell him that we, now we both you know, we both bankrupt, and now we end this together. And so the whole dialogue is he's like, no, you in this by yourself. Because you didn't, you know, and so we kind of ran that whole thing back. So this week what we're dealing with is the last portion, which is um, Genesis 3, 20 and to, to 24. So pretty much just four verses. But the four verses have a lot to, to cover. Okay, so this week I had a couple of questions come up. I always share my exploration so in genesis 2 7 we get oh go ahead oh yeah we can do that yeah okay go ahead okay we just want to be grateful and thankful father we just come to you today thanking you for your mercy and your grace and thanking you for your ever-present um uh hand that's reached out to us for fellowship and relationship and we thank you for that we thank you for the lesson today, we thank you for the ladies that made it out today. Father, we pray that this lesson will fall on good soil and that it would also answer some questions that we have. Father, we thank you for the instructor. We thank you that you will um, give her a heart to facilitate. We ask that um, she will make your word come to life, Father. Father, we thank you again. We pray for the women that are on the way and those that haven't come. We ask again that you would illuminate, illuminate this lesson and uh, make it live in our lives so that we can quiet to our hearts. In your name we pray, amen. Good call, good call. Okay, so um, a couple of questions that came up for me were um, in relation to Genesis 3.20, which you're going to read, and Genesis 2.27. Because you get this thing that happens where um, in 2.7 it says, and Elohim breathed into them the breath of life, and they became living souls. Right in Hebrew, it reads a little bit differently than it reads in our English. And um, let me see if I can read it. My uh, it's funny we were laughing at this earlier. 
the, the translation that I have on my computer actually has it read like English, but I'm so used to now reading the opposite direction that I was reading it backwards. I was like, that makes wow. no sense. <laughs> okay, so um, let me see. Two, seven. Okay, and it says two, two, seven. It says, um, in the, somebody want to read the English translation and then I'll read it in Hebrew. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Okay, so I'm going to read in Hebrew. Even if you don't know Hebrew, listen for the words that kind of sound similar. And it actually is pretty cool because it's poetic. Okay, it says, Va Yahua Elohim Yatsar Adam Apar Min Ha Adma Nafesh. Huh? You got it? Oh, okay. Api, or Pei, Api. Neshamat Haim Vaha Adam Yihe Lahaya. Nafesh. Can you see like the yeah. Neshma, Haya, Nafesh, Hayim? So you, it kind of has this like thing. Okay, so this breath gave life, the life made him live. It's pretty much how it reads, right? Right. Okay, so check this out. Go to Genesis 3.20. And then we'll read from 3.20 um, all the way down after that. Um, go ahead, you can read it again, Q. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all of you. Okay, so, Va Ha'adam, Yikora, Va Ishet, Shem, Hava, Ki, Hu, Hayata, M, Hal, Hai. Oh, right. Okay, and he called her all living. Okay, so, M, Hal, Hai. So you see the word haya, hi, the word changed. So now she becomes the mother of all living, but the word is different than the breath of life living. So haya, but now it's hi. And if you just look at it on the surface, it's spelled het, yo, right? And haya is hey, yo, hey. So the word kind of changes. So now you have like, did, did something go bad? Well, clearly it did. He gave them at first, life. And literally, and we can actually go to our first definition, and I can knock that one out. Um, on the last page? On the last page. So you have... Actually, I don't have it on here. Okay, I don't have it. So, we'll have fun with this. So how this book works, it's just like... It's just like uh, English... Oh, is it on there? I thought it was on there. I see the haya. I see hi. You see, see just hi, hey yo. Hey, hey yo. No, that's yeah. a vowel. I see the two H's. Yeah, that's something different. No, it's different. I didn't put it. I screenshot it though. I meant to. Hey yo. Okay. So the word is spelled. The first one is het yo. And so I'll get you that way, Bob. Okay, so I'll read that here since I guess I'm the only one that has Okay, so it literally means, and I should have put this, it's so weird because it's, it's one of our words today. Okay, so it literally means, you sure it's not on here? Nope. Okay, it means the revival of life from food or necessity. So it actually has to do with um, a stomach. So it says, when the stomach is empty, one is famished and weak. 
and when it is filled, one is revived. This organ is seen as a light, as the life, as an empty stomach is like death, but a revived stomach is life. Okay, so you see those two. So that is what high is. So H Yod He or Haya, right? Literally has is is the opposite of that. So one is to live, and it's to live by your stomach. Your stomach, and when it's full, it's good. When it's empty. I'm hangry. It's all bad. Like, <laughs> okay. So then the other one, when he says, and I read the other one was hi. Yod hi? No, one is oh, hey yod, hey. and then the other one is hey yod hey. Uh huh. And so, um, so the other one, hey yod hey, the one that Yah gave when he gave the breath of life, it literally means sustenance. So with that breath came fullness. So now they're missing something. Now with her life, when she gives life. There come, it's unstatiable. Like a baby, when they eat, it's like they can never get enough, they can never get enough. So that's the thing. With this life, I gave it to you and you were full. It was like the fullness of life. But now after the fall, when you give life, now there'll have to be this constant nurturing and this constant feeding. And when we talked about the function, Adam now has to work the ground and now it has thorns and thistles and all these things. And now she has these children who now need, they don't, they're, not, they're not satiated with her or with Yah, it's just what it is. Okay, first one. Okay, so Yah nourished him with the breath of life. They became living souls through woman's pursuit of knowledge. And we talked about the difference between knowledge, wisdom, and um, understanding last week. And knowledge is to pretty much believe somebody else's account instead of going directly to the source, where it's somebody else's experience, somebody else's understanding, or somebody else's imagination. Where you're looking from somebody else's vantage point instead of where you sit in your space. So observational evidence. In her case, had Yah done anything to warrant you to not trust him when you were unsure about something? No. But whatever the Nakash said. So we haven't been using the word serpent because we don't get that definition until later. We just know it was something. We get that later. So we're just using the term. So Nakash, it means to learn by experience. Whoever the one was who taught her to learn by experience, she believed that experience of that more than she believed what she had already what she had already actually experienced. She had experienced it already, but she believed somebody else's account of it instead of what you already knew to be true. Okay, and so through the woman's pursuit of knowledge, they both were left wanting and striving. You had it all, and now you're trying to now strive to get back. To what you already had. So we experience this a lot in relationships with trust. When you first get in a relationship, you got all the trust. You ain't got nothing to worry about. But then, once the truth account is debited, now you're trying to keep deposit in there, but you like you don't even know how negative you really are. And like I said, that it's not like it's fair. You might have only been like negative twenty dollars on your lie, but I put it at like two hundred because I'm counting the times you go lie again because yeah. I'm already factoring that. In. Yeah. So now you're trying. You like I should be good by now. It's like you don't even know I'm. Every, every time you blink, I'm like, that's a dollar off. <laughs> you, you lie still. <laughs> okay, so it's the same thing. So continually striving. So the stomach was empty, and thus death had entered into the life of man. So now you keep having to fight death instead of already being full. You know how you're full and you can just maintain your full? Like, okay, I'm full, and I can just, if I just keep eating, I'll have to feel hungry. But what if you're always hungry, and then you can never, like, satisfy your hunger? That's that's completely different. You know what I mean? Okay, so one of the things we're going to deal with that obviously I think is better that I'm not a man because most of the time men explain things 
from a man point of view. And it's always, it's not that it's not accurate, but it's without experience. And so when they say it, it's like, but that does, that's because of your experience with one person, not the experience all the way across. But as a woman, because we are women and we experience things as women, then our experiences tend to be a lot more similar than if a man sat here and explained pretty much the stuff I'm getting ready to explain. For instance, we're going to deal with authority and what that authority that Adam had over the animals and the dominion that he had, what that actually looked like. To a man, it's like, well, right, and I can make you do what I want you to do, and I can exercise whatever I feel like it. Right, and for, and the reality was not that, and Adam, the actual Adam, didn't understand it as that either. But now when people look forward, they're like, oh, no, if you just had her in check, you know, no, that would happen. It's like, really? Because you, you, you got it. You got it all under control now, and him, much smarter than you, couldn't quite figure it out. Doubt it, right? Okay, so when man, when do with the idea, let me go to the outline. Okay, so in 3.20, so let's read through that. Let's read from 3.20 to the end so we have context. And we'll read off of um, this one right here so we'll all be on the same one. I'll start off on 3.20 and then somebody just pick up on 21. And the human, so it's going to, this thing, it translates it just as it was. At this time, Adam is representative of all man. Woman is representative of all women. So the human called out the title of his woman, Hawa, living, giving that she existed a mother of all the life. Okay, 21. And Yahuwah, Elohim, made for the man, for his woman, tunics of skin, and he clothed them. Mm-hmm. And, and Yahuwah the power, or Yahuwah of Elohim said, though the human had existed like one of us, or him, us to, um, like one of us, him, us to discern function from dysfunction, and now otherwise he will send his hand, and he will take also from the tree of life, and he will eat, and he will live to a distant time. And Yahuwah, or Yahweh of Elohim, sent him from the garden of Eden, pleasure to serve the ground from which there he was taken and he cast out the human and the karu or the mm-hmm. sword and a blazing one from the east of the garden of Eden the sword overturning herself to guard the road of the tree of life okay so you see it a little differently just by taking out stuff that doesn't it, it makes it palatable but it doesn't make it real you know okay so before last week adam was deflecting he was yeah i was like how'd you do this it was that woman you gave me right so everybody always thinks that he blamed her but his first blame was to yeah he was like oh no no no. you gave her to me so this is your right he was like you know and like a teenager all of a sudden you're bad you know a little something and you're going so we see in the dialogue and we obviously adding personality in um He's talking to him, and he's like, it was a woman you gave me. And he's like, okay, but then why? Right? And right. so he's like, well, she did this. And so he's just like, you know, I'm not even going to talk to you no more. And he just literally stops talking to him. Doesn't give him a chance to explain. Goes over to the woman, and she goes, well, what did you do? The serpent got me. She just told the truth. Like, look, this is all bad. <laughs> the serpent got me, beguiled me, and, uh, like, that's what happened. Okay, moved on. To the serpent, you don't even get to explain 
you did what you was going to do anyways. Out of here. Okay, so now he gives off, last week he gave off um, what we consider punishment, but it actually wasn't necessarily punishment. It was putting the function back in place. So Adam's job from the beginning was to work the garden, to protect it, and to rule over everything. So when he tells them, now you're going to till the ground, and this is going to be what's going to happen. It's going to be harder. For the woman, her function was to have babies. It says your pain will increase. It doesn't mean that it was not necessarily painful because it wasn't pleasure. Right. It just It's going to increase now. But this is what's still going to happen. You're still going to have babies. And it says... And um, it says your desire will be for your husband. I always hear that in church explained. It's like a woman is always going to want a man's place. Actually, that's not what it means. It means it's going to be painful to have children, but you're going to still desire your husband, which means that you're still going to have children. Because if you are going to be painful, you're like, I'm just not going to have kids then. So, no, but you're still going to desire him, which means you're still going to get pregnant. You're not going to cut off humanity. But then it says, and then he will rule over you. Was that wrong? No. From the beginning, that was his job to rule. So everything is now put in it to its proper place because at this time because they received she ruled over him she heard something else and then was like let me tell you what i know and then he listened so he puts it back in order this is the order it's supposed to be in but to rule over doesn't actually mean what we've always conceived that it means okay so what happened in the beginning is adam is created and within adam obviously is the woman because he was made perfect he was made with all of the female attributes and all the male attributes and what yah does is he takes out the female attributes and puts them in woman and so now to balance they have to have each other so you can see okay and so but when she was when he was just one person yah says this is your job this is what you're supposed to do this is how you're supposed to rule so the authority is already given so when the woman comes then it's already set up and it's already in its place he has his job his place his money everything before she even arrives on the scene and so you have authority but you don't abuse it that's just like somebody saying okay i'm pregnant i'm having a baby and when the baby comes i'm ruling over you like duh i'm like i'm at your mercy pretty much you are the person with the means so why would you have to like why would you have to subdue a person who already knows your position when eve was created she knew adam's position and she was with knew his function function is a better word she knew his function and she was okay with it his function is to protect me to care for me and i balance him that's the function so anything outside of that function was just completely foreign to her of course okay so um what happens with woman after that part is that she lives in her function and he lives in his function but as what happens with sin is that the function then shifts and so now well you can have a little of my function and I can have a little of your function and then it doesn't balance because everybody has to be in their own function if your function is x y and z do you mine is you know x y and z I do me and then we come together and it's a complete function but if you just do x x x and I just do y y y then who's doing z and so something is left undone and so then that causes dysfunction right Okay, so woman was perfectly fine with Adam's authority. His function came with his authority. So his authority is the authority of the firstborn. So we know this from what we've gone through, and obviously in Shabbat school with Leviticus and uh, Deuteronomy and a couple other places, where the firstborn has the authority of the headship. So he's going to be either a Levite or the leader over his tribe. He's responsible for his whole family, not just the ones in his house, but all of them, right? And he is—he also gets a double portion. He also gets a double inheritance, right? And it's 
necessary because the firstborn is always everybody always goes to the firstborn for something so you get more because everybody's going to need you more they they depend on you so you get more okay so adam had all of these all of this as his function Mm -hmm. so a woman can't necessarily do a man's job because it's not her function Mm -hmm. it's not going to be your function you can try but the function is set up to where there are like we did Zakar, how he's created, then he's gonna function in that function. And how she's created to birth and to give, she's gonna function in that function. Now, that's just how it works. Okay, so um, everybody was okay with this. So in the fall, at 320, Adam finally takes responsibility. Remember when Adam had all of the animals, and I'm not referring to Eve as Adam, I'll give an example. All the animals are brought before him and he names them. So it's, a, it's his first exercise of um his authority right so he goes and he goes and he's watching them it's not naming them because now i'm like i own these animals no the animals belong to god that's simple right you are just given authority over them if you go to a job and the boss says you have authority over all of this now you don't just go around like now y'all come shine my shoes like that's not your job your job is not to get your shoes shine your job is to carry out what i told you to do so he didn't abuse his authority so what he looked at in the animals was their function. What did they do? And then named them according to their function. When he meets woman, he, he does that? Yes. So he, he names her woman. You're woman, bone my bone, flesh my flesh. I see all of you. This is how you're going to function. But what happens later when he's like, this is the woman you gave me, he tries to reject her. And so he, we know that in order for there to be shalom or wholeness, yeah there has to be once it's broken there has to be restitution you have to add, you have to admit what you've done and so yeah doesn't work like that you can be in denial 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 and the situation never change because he's like i'm just waiting for you to come and i know what you did most of the time as women we know what happened it's just like but can you just right because then i can move forward but as long as you think that you right or that you think you've got something over on me it's not going to work and so that's how yeah was it's like no I'm going to come back to you. And when he comes back in 320, finally Adam takes responsibility. And he says, okay, in order to fix this, i got to own up. All right. I should have dealt with this woman according to her function. And her function is to counsel. When she came to counsel, I should have taken into consideration what she was saying and then balanced it. Okay. So what he does is he changes her name based upon her new her new duality because remember everything in the garden was one it was a hive it all functioned in unity yeah man woman they didn't see themselves separately when the serpent even talked to the woman he was like you know you both you both but he started with the trick it was like no it's supposed to be you one he's like no the two of y'all all three of y'all like <laughs> listen like he that's how he dealt with them he started immediately with the separation but it was a before it was one so now adam now she's separate from him so now he has to reassert the authority which is he has to name her now but now you have to name her according to her function her function and her do has changed because of her duality at first she was just um she was just the the mother of the living right the all of those who had the breath of life that's who she gave birth to but now something changed a little bit her function changed so the word, and well, this is where we go to the other part that I actually have in here. Her name is not Eve. And it's funny because I honestly, I mean, I could show you, I could, we could Google it at the end. I could show you. Yeah, it's, it's 
Chua or Hua, Chua. Um, how they got Eve is so confusing because really in the Greek her name would have been Zoe. And that's so far still from Eve. Like if, if my daughter's name was Zoe and then you was like, hey, little Eve, you'd be like, how'd you get that nickname? <laughs> you just gave her a whole new name. Zoe Right. So Zoe means life in Greek. And so when they translated it from Hebrew to Greek to English, they got Eve. And so some people think that it, because they had already demonized the position of the woman, so it was like evil, you know, like it kind of has all these like little weird connotations instead of what it meant, which was life. Okay. So on the very last page, we have, I gave you four of them, I believe. Okay. So let's start with the, we can start with the, the first one. So her name would be spelled, and I'll write on the back of here so you can see it. Yeah. So is it Het? Het, 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 her name. Oh. Ha, het, 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 it's on. Is that a bob or a walk? It's on. Is it two pages? No, at the bottom. 1097? To declare. A place where one declares word to another. Okay? So that was her function. She was counseling him. So she declared a word to him. Right? So he gives her a name based upon her function. And then he says that she is the mother of all living. So we're going to look at the first one. So... Hey, hey, that one right there is literally breath. And so this is, uh, it means the pictograph he represents one looking at a great side with his hand raised and taking a long breath. The pictograph represents one looking in a direction with his hands raised, I began taking a long breath. Okay, so it means to exist. So her name is very similar to what we have when it says, um, when it's to, to exist or to be. So to cause to be, cause to exist. Okay, so the fence, she's the fence that pretty much causes things to exist. She surrounds it in her womb, and she causes it to exist. Okay, so um, I would say Hetvav means declaration. So her name is actually a declaration. He's declaring her name. Her name literally means to declare. And so in another another, um, translation, it says that, and Adam declared that this is the mother of all living, and just skipped the whole name thing. Because her name means to declare. So, to make it live, in Hebrew, your name and your title or your function are the same. So, for instance, we always say King David, right? It's like it's his name, right? Because it is his name. His name, David, means one who is beloved, right? And king means to rule or who rules. So, the one who is beloved rules. So, when you say King David, you say the one who is beloved rules. So you're not, when you say king, you're not, you, if you don't say the king part, then you take away from what his name or who he really is. Right. It's just, right, but he is the president who is Barack Obama. If you, for the rest of his life, he's going to be known as President Obama. President Bush is still President Bush. Once you take on certain roles or functions, it sticks to you. So remember we're talking about the Canaanites and how they have a God called Yahweh. Well, from their pers- from their vantage point, Yahweh is the, go- the the god of war. Why? Because he always fights everybody for Israel. So 
our perception of God is the God of war. So your the title is still who he is. He is the God of war. And they actually have a correct perception, but just from their vantage point. So he's giving her a name based upon his vantage point of her. It doesn't change who she is, but part of her name. So Hava and Hua, like how we get Yahua, what we're going to see on here, which literally means to, means disaster. It actually carries the same meaning. So her name still carries with it the, the disaster portion. The Bob Hay, because you see hers is Het Bob Hay, and you see just the Hey Bob. In, in Hebrew, the order of things, the way a word orders, doesn't really mean any different because Bob Hay would mean what securely the breath, the fastened breath, and if you flip it around and do the breath fastened, it doesn't, the picture is still the same. So the word still means the same exact thing. The numerical value will still be the same. It'll be the same. So it literally means to sigh or disaster. The pictograph represents one who is looking at a great sight with his hands raised saying, behold. So when he sees her, the Bob Hay portion is, behold this great disaster. <laughs> this great disaster. And I'm pretty sure if all of us have been in that position. I know my husband will get me and sometimes I'll be going off. He'll be like, oh, seriously? Does anybody see this? <laughs> Right. <laughs> so he's saying the same. He's also making the, the declaration. This this happened through you. Like the disastrous part of this life is your fault too. So he's naming her according to her duality. You are yes the mother of all living, but you did cause death too with his help because he didn't have to partake and he did upon everybody. So it's a now you're in this dual universe. Okay, and so it means woe. And um, so at the bottom where it says, hey, Bob, hey, and it literally means existing. And these will give you all the verses for you can look up how these words, what they mean. Mm -hmm. Planning to bring into being. So you can see that in the woman. Scheming. We can see that too. Uh, interjection of mourning. A tragic blow. Sorrow. And then these other ones down here mean like um, sometimes they're commonly used, not in the same exact way, but they still mean the same thing. So to hide or reveal, to protect, to submit, to be, to cover, to bring forth a secret, crave, confuse. So you see all these things. Now it's not just like, oh, living, but now there's like confusion and you're bringing into being. And so um, we're not going to actually go this far. So I'll just bring it up now. When she actually does bear children and she obviously had more children just came able, but their story sticks out, you know, greater than all the other stories. So she has a child. One is part of one's part of her duality and the other one represents another part of her. And it happens in your children. I have two and I'm like, whoa, one is like this and the other is completely different. You can have the duality that is present in you or your personality get split between your children. Yeah, the killing, killing all your plants. <laughs> Okay. No, not with them. And so you see that now. So his authority is now his his by reattaining his authority. He's looking at her and dwelling with her with knowledge. Okay, now I understand all of you. You're, there's not just one part to you now. I have to know all of you. So now you proceed with caution. It's the same thing with a guy. If you meet him and you hang out and you guys are together, then once I learn something else about you, I now have to take that into account with how I deal with you. So it's the same thing with the woman. When a man learns us, and he learns all, <laughs> all 20 of us, then you have to now take into account, when you deal with me, these things. And the funny thing is, it frustrates 
us women when people don't take into account that I'm just not one side. There's not just one side of me. Like you always want a little fun. For instance, we got our concealed weapon permit today. And my husband goes, are you happy? I said, yeah, I'm happy. He's like, why you ain't like hugging all on me like on TV when people be like hugging? I'm like, how does that and this go together? Like, like you I, gonna kill him. Right? <laughs> like, let me know you ain't gonna murder me. No, it's like, you see, like you have to take all of it. Like, I don't have to be happy with you to be happy about something. Yeah, like we're happy separately but this is like an adamant thing these are guns okay. like if i got all like excited like that you'd be like why are you teaching that girl your wife how to shoot he said so she can protect herself he said you know she got in check right yeah you know it actually helps keep it in check but knowing both sides you have to know them. so he's pretty much showing yeah i understand now I, now that I'm dealing with her, I'm showing you that now, as I deal with her forward, I know her function and her flaw. Her function is that she is the mother of all living, and she counsels, and she brings forth life. Her flaw is that she can be a disaster, yeah. too. If her, right, she can cause you to do some things that you, and in a way that you don't even think that it was even going to turn out bad. Hmm. It's a beautiful disaster, is what it is. Is what it is. Look like we suffer more, though. I mean, the women look like we take on a lot. I, and I think we do it because we, no, yeah, we do it because one, we we are cyclical. I was talking to my husband about this today. So we everything means something. Every encounter. I was meant to meet you at this time. And a man is like, oh, I bumped into such and such. And he was like, no, because I wasn't even going to go there. And when I went there, such and such was there. I was supposed to be there. Men never do that. Everything has significance and importance. Every way a person looks at us, every way a person touches us, every way a person responds to us, everything means that, like, my husband, sometimes he's quiet. And I'm like, well, are you okay? He's like, Marika, I'm perfectly fine. I don't have an attitude. I don't, cause I'm, uh, you know, I'm asking all these questions. I'm like, are you? I, cause like, are you melancholy then? Like, I'm not mel. I'm not feeling nothing. I just, I'm just am. I don't have anything, and nothing's going on. Because everything means something to us. We, ex- we live to keep people even tone. Even though we be all over the place, we want everybody else to be just like. Yeah, and so if we can be all crazy, but everybody else needs to be chill. Yeah, yeah I, you want let me be crazy, y'all don't be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what. So we want we want our kids to get along. Right, you want everything to run smoothly, so we do take on more because what we're doing though, and it's a it is a negative, is that we're trying to manipulate every single situation so that everybody else is okay. Sometimes you gotta let some people's stuff fall apart so that you can be okay. So that and that's the and that's the hard part because it's like the person if you're the mother of all living, then your job is to always add life. You want to nurture and bring forth life. You don't want to see failure and death and hurt and pain and despair because our job is to constantly fix those. If you fall, let me fix it. Somebody does something wrong, let me fix it. You got in trouble, let me fix it. But sometimes the correct place to be is okay. Yeah, do you want me to fix it? Is this something that you want somebody to learn from? Right. Okay, so Adam finally takes responsibility and does as Yah has done to reestablish order. So he follows the example. He's intently watching now. Oh, so you checking it. 
you checking everything and put it back in order. Let me talk to my wife. I understand your function. I understand you're crazy too. Let's put, <laughs> let's put these things back in order so we can move forward on one level. Because as long as he ignored her function, then there'll always be the blame game. Well, I mean, when you was listening to such and such, we wouldn't be in this position if you went such and such. Oh, you did, I, go, I work too much. Well, I wouldn't have to work too much if you weren't sitting over there talking at that tree. And so, no, he had to assume responsibility, not only for his actions, but for hers also. So he puts himself back in his proper place. And in order for a relationship to function, the head has to be in its proper place. You have to have order. There always has to be order and balance. And everybody hates that because order, but nobody hates it military you understand that you can't like you can't be asking questions while there's live fire like ask your question later but right now you need to listen even if you don't understand exactly what i'm telling you it's life or death and in so many situations the family don't see it as life or death but it really is because you're dealing with lives and so they're watching this live fire this is not dress rehearsal this is the real deal and so they're watching, so how it functions is how they're gonna function. And so if you just live fire, and then you see me getting up, or you see me questioning, like what? How am I, well, you mean duck like this? And then the kid's gonna do it, and then they're not, they don't have the, the, um, the motor skills to move fast like you do, and you hear a bullet, and then now you have a casualty. Because you couldn't exemplify order. So what they do is they establish order even before children come in the picture. This is the order. And this is how it's gonna work. And you stay in that order because anytime it bleeds over, then what? Then now you have dysfunction, right? So he gets right back on, okay, Yaz ahead, there's me, there's you, and this is the established order. It doesn't make your, and it's not even, we see it like this, because that's how we picture it, but it's literally like this. It's all on the same plane. Our frequencies should all travel together. We did a uh, thing, if you remember this in science class, they have this like little metal ball and it carries electrical current. And you hold hands yeah. and the teacher touches it, but you can't feel the current until somebody breaks. And all of a sudden everybody's shocked, right? But if, as long as you hold hands, the current just runs back and forth, back and forth, you never feel it. It's the same thing with a frequency in a relationship. When everybody's on the same page or all holding hands, the shock doesn't affect. It causes everybody to feel the same thing. But when some person, one by, some person lets go, then all of a sudden everybody's shocked and jolted because now the frequency is broken. The chain of command is then broken. So one person can cause all these other people to be the casualty. It's only the person that caused the problem that never gets hurt. Don't you know, like, the person driving drunk, all the people in the car die, and then this person's alive. It's like, and then they always, but why could yeah, you should have, but it never works like that. It just doesn't. It's, it's a, a weird phenomenon. Okay, so a lot, Adam is the one who allowed things to get out of order. Like when you're first born and you're at home, your mama says, okay, y'all gonna do X, Y, and Z. And now they can disrupt, but you still won't get in trouble. It's like, but they wouldn't listen to me because I gave you the authority. So even if they were not listening, you had my authority to put them, to make them listen. And so he wouldn't have had to make her listen, which is even greater in this situation. All he would have had to do was go, where's my wife? Who are you talking to? Let me go talk to him. Uh-huh. Now that command gets broken in so many relationships. It's like, why am I defending myself? Why are you questioning me? Why are we even talking about who I talk to? Go talk to that person. So that was the issue. He conversed with her about third party information. Where he just said, he told, hold on. Where is he? 
Let me go talk to, let me go to x and talk to who you was talking to, and then we can talk later about what, let me see if the story he told you matched with what a, instead of trying to get, I, now I'm on the, on the, on the stand as the victim, or as the, as the guilty party. No, that's the guilty party, right? So Adam did, Adam allowed things to get out of order by giving the final say and ability of dominion to the woman. He trusted what she said. She could have been lying about the, the, Natasha could have said something completely different. And she could have said, well, that sounds good. And I know how he liked to hear it. So let me tell him how he liked to hear it to get him right. Uh-huh. So the final say was not his or hers. Because if he, if she was a little confused, she should have said, hmm, his herb said this. I'm going to tell you what he said. But before you eat this, maybe you should talk to y'all. Because, you know, figure out if that, if this is going to work for us. Because I feel a little funny. And I don't know. <laughs> maybe you should go handle that and then come back. And then we'll. So initially he was like, I'm not redeeming her, but he does redeem her. He redeems her back to himself in the form of, okay, I'm re-putting you, I'm putting myself back in my position and I'm putting you back in your position. Okay. Um, now that they were separate and y'all had shown that function must be reestablished, the act of naming was Adam's way of showing that he understood the woman, her character, and also the ramifications that would come along with her spiritual fall as woman. The, um, Still naming. Uh huh. Okay. So she's the mother of all living before the fall. The soul lived and the body was living eternal, but now she's the mother of the age, which meant that there would come an end time. So they live outside of time. I don't want to go all sci fi, but there are, um, we always talk about portals and dimensions and alternate universes. And in a sense, in quantum physics, those things do exist. And so. The garden is seen as a place that operates a little bit different than our realm. There's no time. Well, here there's time. So there's time now brought into the equation. And so people always say, well, then Yah did kind of lie because it says, in this day, you'll surely die. And I heard somebody explain like this. You know, Adam and Eve lived 900 plus years. But we know that a day to Yah is like a thousand years. Nobody makes it a thousand years. Nobody literally makes it a day to Yah. So in that day, literally they did die. Before there was another day or another, what Yah would consider a day, they did die. So he had, so the servant's like, you're not going to die. I was like, no, not today. Not, but before this day is up, before the age for the time period in which you can sustain is up, you are going to die. And so does every man after that. Okay, um... It says she also has dual attributes, those being function and dysfunction. So we went over that. So now she is dual. And so part of the part of this realm in time is this idea of duality, where there's always like two of everything. Like you have two personalities. I'm happy and sad. You're not just like even. Nothing's ever just like right here. So the struggle of humanity is to bring all of everything into wholeness. There's fragments now. This is a fragmented universe where everything happens in fragments. Time matters. Time takes too long. Everything takes work. You plant and now you got, like, we got more weeds than we got actual plants. It's just a place of function and dysfunction, negative and positive, and it's not all of one thing. And it's not balanced either. Sometimes it's more negative than positive, and it's part of this world. And so um, I was talking to Marvin earlier, and we were talking, and sometimes I get into, like, obviously my sci-fi mode we're talking about quantum physics and how um and i'll explain it in regular terms but there are like quirks 
and things that operate that don't really operate according to, to us to any function, but we can't see them. So what we can actually see um, in our spectrum of sight looks like this. So a human sees light and light is what gives you a picture. That's why I can see you and you and you and you. But the actual amount of light that is that you can actually see or that is just that little area. But there is that many other, so all that great are actual things that could be seen if you could see that much further. Yeah. We can all, right, that's it. So you're seeing a very little of the visible picture. So we, I, I explained to him like this. So I was like, okay, so you went to, you go see Lion King, the actual Broadway show and you're watching it. It's beautiful and everything looks good and that's what you can see. But then the quirks are the weird things like in sci-fi and quantum physics that don't actually like function like you think they should. You just want to see the pretty picture. Look behind the scenes though. The makeup and the changes and the people fall and the people, no, this person's not here, do this. That's the erratic, crazy stuff that you can't see, right? So you have now duality in this world where now you get glimpses of the erratic stuff, but mainly you just see the normal. And so what happens when people go is that they get a lot of glimpses of the erratic parts they start seeing in a, in a, a larger spectrum and things don't quite add up like they should they're seeing quirks and strange things so this world has duality where you get the dysfunctional and the stuff that really doesn't make any sense and the negative when people say well why does good stuff happen to bad people i mean good why does bad stuff happen to good people well it's the duality it's the those things were kept contained in the protected region where yes there was chaos but the chaos was balanced with function but now more chaos is introduced and there's less function. So you're always trying to get to a part where now function balances the chaos and then they cancel out and then you get this even kill thing. But here you have people who operate individuality individually. And so those are the quirks, those weird things that just jump into situations that just don't seem to make sense. Like how, why? Because it's now a part of this dimension, the, 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 the negative portion. And so what we do as humans when we're affected by negative is that we're supposed to use our divineness because we still, Yah says, you still are powers or like gods. You then have to balance that. Now it's your job as the rulers to find the balance in the dysfunction. And that's the hard part because he did all the balancing before and it's like now you have to find the balance. Okay. Um, uh... So no one separates your character from who you are. So as a woman, what you exhibit and who you are are the same thing. So if you're a really nice person just to your family, but you're a witch to everybody else, then nobody says, oh, but she's just really nice because she's nice to her family. No, you're both. You have a duality then. So our job is to try to bring those things into the same area. Okay. Um, Yah's mercy. So let's go a little bit further. So in three, I think it's 321. So, yeah. So in 321, Yah makes for them some, some clothing. So remember they knew they were naked and we, we talked about the fact that a room or naked does not always mean that they didn't know that they were naked. Like, oh my gosh, you like, I didn't see your boobs and you didn't see, you know, my lady parts and I didn't see your parts like that's not what happened it literally means that they were they were enlightened 
It meant that they thought higher than just the carnality of I have breasts, you have a vagina, right. you have. It was it was higher than that. Though they weren't stupid. It was just like it was. Everything was higher than that. Sex was higher than that. It wasn't like oh, it's just this and oh, I see yours and you see mine and it makes me. No, it was it was divine. Like it was an exchange of intimate energy and souls, and not just you got a body and I got a body and they can do things and they can feel good it, it wasn't that so that was not necessarily their nakedness their nakedness was now I see I see flaws in you and you see flaws in me and you've caused this and I, now there has to be covering and covering is not always negative because we know in scripture says uh, love covers a multitude of sins right so it's, it's a covering so what Yah does after Adam fesses up and he's like okay I got it I was wrong to follow your example so you put everything back in order let me do the same thing okay this is my woman she's mother all living she's also a disaster i got it okay and so y'all comes in right after no talking no nothing animal skin sacrifice here's a covering that's his way of saying okay you brought wholeness shalom that i'm going to do the restitution part which is or the redemption part which is give you this because y'all little fig leaf covering that was cute but it wasn't getting it y'all will need some real clothes now like bodies need a covering and it wasn't like they making those pictures where she had like a loincloth and he had a loincloth and she had like a little tube top he literally made a tunic like you know those like not like a poncho but yeah like a poncho where it covered all the way down it was perfect and it was for them and it was it was good and so that was his mercy so i am the example that i use is when you have a child in your home and they get too big for their britches and it's like i love you but you gotta go <laughs> this is that situation still love you so <laughs> it's the that's his mercy it's like wow it breaks my heart you have to leave i wish you could have stayed longer but i'm not going to send you out there to the wolves let me, put a little, let me help you find a place put a little food in your refrigerator put a little money in your pocket but you have to go because you can't function here because here you disrupt the order and the balance of here so you have to leave here because my rules reign supreme here so now that you have your own family your own wife and now y'all got your own rules you need to go out there so he literally says i'm sending you back where you came from because adam was created outside the garden he says that formed me from the dust of the earth and then brought him into the garden right okay and your wife don't know nothing outside of here. So now you really better protect her. Because now it's different out there than it is in here. So here's the order. You're going to till the ground so your family don't starve. And you're going to use your authority to keep your family protected. Not to rule over them in the sense that it says here. But it literally means like commander. When I say duck, duck. When I say come on, come on. When I say it's time to go, it's time to go. That that's it. You are you make sure that everybody's in order because out there it's not like it is in here. Like you said, it was a protected region. Mm. There was chaos in the earth before Yah came and brought balance. And now it's like you're going back to the chaos. And it's different. It's a whole other world. She don't know nothing about that. You better protect her. And so he gives him a covering and but he's merciful. He's like, I'm giving you all the tools you're gonna need. But it ain't gonna be easy like it was in here. Like we do our children. I'm gonna give you I gave you everything you need. 
and you think it's cute. Like I, I, well, I was like, ooh, mama, I don't know how you did it with four kids and, and bills and trying to get people to places and you got all your own personal life stuff going and you still going to work and you making sure we had activities and X, Y, and Z. I see it now. I understand it now. Too. Right, just with two. I understand it. So in his kingdom, and I'm using kingdom in quotations because the garden is reflected in the kingdom. It's where his rules reign supreme. He is judge, jury, and executioner. My rules were sufficient. I didn't ask you to do too much. We talked about that last week. My little bit of rules was nothing. I'd be like, I want to be a kid again. Why can't I go back when I can just play basketball and just travel? And man, now I got to work. Oh, where are those days? Why can't I just stay home? I should have just been single and just live alone for the rest of my life. <laughs> right, it so is. So that's what he is. He's judging because it was sufficient. I, I was protecting you. I kept all the other stuff away. But he says, okay, you don't want to function here. You're going outside the protected region. Gives them work. He placed them to the east. So the east literally means... Um, Kadesh. I mean, right. And it literally means... It's funny because Eastern religion, everybody thinks it's like mystical, but it means the ancient path. It's the old way. So he places them in a correct position. West is always seen as far away from God. But he puts them just close enough to where you're close enough to me. I still got my eye on you. But you're, you're out of this area. You can't come back here. And so, and he says, and then he says, and then guard the way to the tree of life. Um, in English it says, because man is going to become like us, like there's a whole bunch of these gods. And then he'll know the function is this function, either the tree of life and then live forever. But we talked about this a couple weeks ago, where us is one of those English translations again, because when Yah created the heavens and the earth, he used powers in the sense that my word is a power, right? Light is a power. Um, breath is a power. But they're all a part of who I am. So my hand, if I slap you, is a power. And my foot, if I, you know what I mean? Like, it, they're all exerting power, but it's not separate from my body. Right? So he uses all these powers. So he goes, man was created in the image of God, given the authority over powers so of everything. So now he has this same authority, and now he's going to live forever, which means not necessarily like, he says like us, not he is us, like us, which means you're going to live forever, but now you know function, dysfunction, but your governor is inclined toward the other side and not necessarily, necessarily toward function, which means you're going to keep creating a whole bunch of more chaos and live forever, and then I'm going to have to kill you. It's not saying I'm going to let you live forever. It's that now I'm going to have to end your life. Right now I'm going to let you live out your life until it ends. But if you eat from this tree of life, then I have to kill you, and now it's a whole nother type of judgment. Because you remember, yeah, doesn't kill them. They I mean, it was a, they gave that judgment to themselves. They just live their lives out and they die. He doesn't kill them. But if you would have ate from this tree, now I'm going to be the one who has to kill you. And it's like, you don't ever want to kill your own. Like, it's like, no. So to protect you from me, I'm cutting off this path. No, because that's how you feel. I would just move about that today. Anybody else want to talk about it? And I was saying, oh, if one of my kids ever really lost their mind, talk to me like that, I would be having to explain to those why they got to handcuff me because I'd have to explain why I took my car or whatever I had and killed them and ran them over because he just malfunctioned. He called me all out. He glitched. glitched. <laughs> I just 
Right. So it's just like what people always say, they use that Proverbs 18, 21 so out of context, but it's true. The power, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So you you create basically you you create what torments you at some point sometimes. You know, you create your own dysfunction. Your mouth speaks to these things, you, and then you act upon these things because usually before it comes out your mouth, it's in, the, in your heart. So it's the seat of your emotion. So you already work out. When it comes out your mouth, it's being acted out. Right. You conceived it. <laughs> and so that's what like, y'all were saying. And he did it when he did the Because you did, you did it the opposite way. With the blood. He's like, and you made me. grieved him that mankind, the daughters were the, I mean, I know Right. They were doing a bit right. And all this stuff, these powers that he had to lock away. And they locked away till now. They had to put them away because you deceived these men and women and taught them how to do all kinds of corruption. Uh, so I have to right. Have to right. So destruction is always at the other side. So now you see, and this is we'll get now we'll get into our the, the more fun stuff of actually seeing how to now build after so much stuff has been destroyed. Now you see why throughout throughout society the woman is oppressed, not in a positive, but because of this, it is the power. Anytime something is powerful, you want to have your hands on it. That's why. A lot of, um, like the Greeks and Romans, wanted their hands on the Bible. Because if I can change your perception of it, then I can control you. It doesn't make this wrong. It makes the person whose hands it is wrong. Take a woman. If you have a woman like Jezebel, that's a strong woman. But because of her family and her father, she was inclined toward wickedness. So what did she do? A strong woman is not going to not be a strong woman. She's going to use that power. And so a strong woman in the hands of a weak man, he's going to be controlled. A strong woman in that type of woman, the hands of a man who is trying to break her is going to destroy her. So there has to be a balance. I have to know your function, but also I have to be your balance because, and the balance is taking everything that you say back to the father, because you can say some stuff that might sound real good. Did you hear what she just said? <laughs> you have to continually bring it back. And so that's why a woman is seen as such a... That's why there's so many warnings against wicked women throughout the Bible. Because women have the ability... They don't just rule... They don't just rule men. They rule nations. The women are not just like, oh, she's just ruling her husband. No, she's ruling him and he rules the people. She's not ruling her son. She's ruling her son and he rules the people. So Yah is constantly like, watch this. Because if she's ruling you, then she's also ruling my people. And if she's wicked, then she's also going to cause my people to fall into idolatry and do all these things. So it's not that the woman is horrible. It's just that she's so powerful that you actually have to recognize her power. And it has to be brought into subjection of truth. Not how you feel. And it's not through beating. And it's not through abuse. And it's not through uh, stifling who she is. And it's not through taking away what her role is. But it's always bringing it back here. Okay, she's powerful. But you see right here where it says, so you go, is it you or is it God? Let me know. And then a woman, a, a woman who, whose heart is, even though she's still a woman and we have the duality, when her heart is more inclined to follow Yah, then she's going to go, you know what? Okay, you're right. I told my husband today, we were talking about something. We were 
we had been talking about for a while. And he called me. He said, well, you really made me feel like, and he went on and on. And so I was like, okay, well, I sincerely apologize. Sometimes it's enough, sometimes it's not. So I said, you know what? I am a daughter of Sarah. Sarah was so bounded for Abraham's promise. She was like, look, you want me to get my handmaiden? You got a baby with her. We can take her baby. And then she didn't want to give her baby up. And so it caused a problem. So she was going to thug it and she was going to beat her. You know what? You, oh, you, and she did. She started beating her. And then she's like, you know what? Forget it. I don't even want you or your baby. Y'all both gone. You going to let them die? Like she was so serious. But she was like, I can't have no kids. <laughs> and we need a baby for this to work. And y'all was like, I told you you was going to have a baby. So she was like, okay, I had zeal. But Yada, he counted to her for righteousness. He doesn't say, oh, she was so terrible. But she had a right. She's like, oh. Okay. All right. I told my husband to say, I was like, okay, look, I'm so serious about what we're doing that maybe I get a little too passionate. Or maybe, okay, I can draw it back. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm Sarah, daughter of Sarah. She was, she was out there too. But I see how my zeal can make me like, we're going to make this square fit into this round hole and this round hole we're going to do it and sometimes it's not that sometimes you got to let things naturally go so one of the things that we see that the woman does even after her fall is we don't see her talk again because she recognizes me okay i need to before i get killed because i'm the one i'm not going to say yes i did it the sir and she bows out gracefully and never comes back and she lets the man take his let him be a man she lets him assume his role. You don't hear her, the, this thing saying that Eve whispered over to the man, oh, one more thing. Maybe you should uh, put me back in my place so y'all don't kill us. No, she lets him see how it naturally progressed and lets him take on his role. And so that's something to be seen. When there is error, let the head take on their role and let them see that their role needs to be taken. The damage is done. It's done and it, I mean, the going back is, is impossible. But to let the person now be in their role and to literally, okay, now you listen to me. It's really your fault. You, should, you knew your function. She could. She was like, no. And I'm going to take whatever you, I got coming and you're going to take whatever you got coming and I'm okay with submitting back to you. You gonna fun- And so he proves it. He's like, I see you. I see your function. It literally means, um, I think I have it in here, where it says, um, where's the word I'm looking for? It says, and he called her. And it says, um, the bottom left. So the fourth one, or the first one on the bottom. It says, and the word is, he said, uh, or and he called her name, and he said. It says, meeting. It says, the pictograph is a picture of the sun at the horizon and the gathering of light. The resh, or the head, is a picture of the head of a man. Combine these means, gather the men. The meeting or bringing together people or objects by arrangement, accident, or purchase. Uh-uh, the one all the way that way. Yep, that one. Yep, so there's two. Uh, and so it literally means, so then the next one says, to call out, to call or give a name, to come together or to meet, to read. To read a scroll in the presence of those called to a meeting, to call, cry, proclaim, name, invite, uh, gave, renown, bidden. So it's funny. In Hebrew, because Hebrew has a lot of uh, black uh, cultural references sometimes, or some things that we say, uh, what, what's the word? Idioms that we still kind of use. So, like, I read you. Right? Like, if we, and everybody knows what that means. Yeah. Well, culturally, everybody knows what that means, right? So he literally read her. Like, 
I see you. Right? Like, I, I can see you now. Like, and he, so he does that. So he bring and she allows him to. It's like, I gotta be open, because in order for this to work, okay, bring me. I got you. You got me? Okay. You, but you, it's okay when somebody names you according to your, to who you really are. Right. When you see me for who I really am, it's like, okay, that's how your friends are. Yeah. And you petty. Like, <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay, because they take out time to actually know you for who you are. And so that's what he did. I'm reading you. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting you. And in this meeting, it also means I'm naming you. And I'm naming you according to who you are. You've been read. And so it's like, and she's okay with it. She doesn't She doesn't go, wait, no. Ah, not a disaster. Mother of those who will be living. Like, let, no, she's like, you got it right. You saw it. And you're putting yourself back under the correct headship. And I'm okay with that. Okay, um... So he tells them how to function in their duality, but never removes the rules. One of the issues with modern day religion is that God changes his mind all the time. He's so schizo, like he's dual. No, he didn't get kicked out of the garden, right? He's not dual, he's still one. He got one thing in mind. So even in their duality, he doesn't change his mind. The function is still the same. You're still who you are. You're still who you are. This is still your function. This is your job. This is how it's going to work. This is the order. doesn't change. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah, it's harder. But the function is still the same. His rules never change for anybody. He reiterates his rules. And he can, he constantly does that throughout the Bible. He never changes. It's like, okay, let me explain it this way. Let me explain it this way. But he never changes the rule. Like, as a parent... The older your kid gets, okay, I can explain now birds and the bees a little different at 15 than I could when you were like, Mommy, where'd my little brother come from? A store. That's where. <laughs> Somebody dropped him off. We're not even having... So, at, but at 15, okay, no, it wasn't a store. It was a little different than that. So, my, you're, I, I can explain more to you as time progresses. But right now, it's just this. And then as time goes on... But his rules don't change. I'm just expounding more based upon your knowledge base. Okay, um... He shuts the way to the tree because now their duality and individuality or ego and pride cannot be trusted. I love you, but I can't trust you. So I'm going to have to set some boundaries now where at first, remember, there's no boundaries. The Nakash comes into the garden because there's nothing keeping people from coming in or from going out. But now all of a sudden, now there's boundaries. I have to make boundaries and rules because now you need, I can't trust you. So then it's the same thing with the law. Everybody hates the law. But there are boundaries because guess what? Some people you can't trust. They're going to break the rules. If you don't have rules, then you have anarchy. Where everybody just does what they want to do all the time. And that is that never works. So Yah has rules. He gives his law. Because it's like, okay, if I let you just go all crazy and all out, I'm going to have to kill you. Because like, okay, if I say, you got to leave my house. When you come back, you know what your rules is your rules. Then you're going to keep pulling the stuff you was pulling and now it's even more offensive because you don't even live here. And so now you just disrupted all my peace and my shalom is all off. And so now I'm like, no. So when you come here, these are my rules. And if, in order for me to even be able to come to your house, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a follow your rules. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's the same way. You can't come here, but now I'm going to, I'll come outside the garden. Okay. But you can't come in here, but I'll come out there. But because I still run everything. I don't just run the garden. I run the whole world. I'm going to give you some rules for when I come out here, too. You, oh, you thought you was out from under my rules because you got kicked out of there. No, my rules still apply, and it goes like this. Don't come in my presence like this. 
don't have this on your breath, you can't go to your mama's smoking weed and be like, like you just not. So then if y'all doesn't like certain things, how you gonna come to him doing certain things? I don't wanna smell it on you. I don't wanna see you eating that. I don't wanna, you know, it's just like, it's a crop. When you come in front of me, this is how it is. My rules don't change. Okay, um, they, so, he keeps them no protection, they're not cut off. So now we see the function of the man, the function of the woman, and then we see ourselves in, in all of this and how the rules don't change. The function is still the same, we're still the same, we still have the same inclinations, but we still have the same purpose also. And that is to still be able to commune with the Father. You still want to have this relationship, but now it's, it's stifled because of experiences. Like we talk about this a lot, my dad, great dad, I love him to death, but my dad was in prison. So it was hard for me to understand God, protector, this, and that. without having a dad. It was like, this is foreign. I don't know this. And I don't know how to like trust a man. Most of the time when a man likes me or cares for me, it's because he wants something. Like, it's not like this pure, unadulterated, I'm cool, but I really kind of got a crush on you at the same time. Kind of, You know what I mean? Like. It's not, and so trying to make your mind wrap around that is like, is like crazy, right? So you have this like constant struggle now. And so Yah's like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna bring this whole thing into subjection by allowing for this way to be open, but it's based upon rules. And so when you have rules and a person lays out like, no, this is my intent, this is my da da da, this is how I want you to commune with me. And I'm drawing you back to me in this fashion so that you can then be a representative of not having this function because they lost their function, right? But now gaining it through order, then you can show how it works through subsequent generations who are gonna have dysfunction. And negative things happen, but there's still balance in the fact that my rules have stayed the change. I haven't changed, you change. And your nature changed. But I'm still always here, I'm still a constant. So as we move forward, that's what we're going to be seeing. How we then build with all of the stuff. And now this becomes personal. This is all universal. So it was macro. Now we're going to bring it micro. We're going to make it personal. So as we move throughout, how do these things, how do we see these same patterns in our own personal lives? And then how do we then bring them into this area of balance? And we're, so we're going to start from, and I, I don't know if I'll reverse it. I might. We might flip it around. We might start from the bottom up because that's how it works. It doesn't really start from the head down. So we'll actually start from the gate to the crown. And I'll explain that um, next week. But we're actually going to flip it around. So we'll actually change it up. We're going to start from the gate. How do you start from here working it up? Because that's how it works. Let me do it. Okay. I'm glad I came. Thanks a lot. I'm glad I came. <laughs>